Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, JD, the Collector of Collectors. And this is the podcast where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Today, I'm taking a step back in time with my next guest. His name is Bobby. He's from Austin and he is a vintage McDonald's super collector who also runs a page and a YouTube channel called Consumer Time Capsule. So, Bobby, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, JD. And it's so funny. You, so you call yourself a collector of collectors. And I've always used the phrase uh, vintage McDonald's super collector since I've kind of hyper specialized on the McDonald's collecting front. Yeah. And when people ask me, like, what what does that mean? Like, does it just mean your your collection is super? Is it big? But really what I mean by it is I've built my collection by meeting collectors in getting kind of the best out of their collections. So I consider myself like a collector of McDonald's collections. So I'm like a collector of collections and you're a collector of collectors. So I love that. Maybe maybe uh, this podcast visit was meant to be. <laughs> I think so. I definitely think so. Um, I, I, I got to say, like, I saw your page and I thought it was really cool having a look at all the different snapshots you've got of your translite signs, of your Happy Meal promos, all those sorts of things. And just stepping back in time, even, you know, watching some of the videos on your YouTube channel, I think for a lot of people listening to this podcast who are collectors themselves, um, and, and even those who aren't, would be familiar growing up at some point, you probably got a Happy Meal toy at some point. <laughs> I think it's really yeah, ingrained it's in us all. I think it's as close to a, a, at least in the U.S. You know, I know we're we're not uh, <laughs> we're not in the same geography here, but at least in the U.S., I know that it's a universally shared experience of going to McDonald's with with your family. And you know, most folks ended up getting Happy Meals and saving their toys, or you know, remember different uh, you know kind of giveaways or different limited time promotions or Definitely. and. Um, you know, it's cool for me to help folks reconnect with those memories. And, you know, it's something that's that's important to me, you know, is kind of capturing that history, because, you know, if I don't do it, you know, I don't I don't know who's going to put in the work and and, and do it for me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I always get people at the start of the show to sort of I, lo- I love to dive in because everything is rooted really in the nostalgia. Right. But there's also usually a personal story behind it. So for you. What's the obsession with McDonald's? Why McDonald's? Uh, you, you mentioned to me earlier, you're not really a movie guy or a sports guy or anything like that, but McDonald's, for whatever reason, is the thing for you. <laughs> what was it? Well, I guess, there? so just, just to take it all the way back, I've, I've just been a basically a natural-born collector, right? I've just always really kind of focused a lot of my time and energy towards uh, being a collector and having an, having a collection and kind of, obsessing over specific things you know as a kid i i started um oddly enough i started with uh political signs and like politics in general and with uh cigarette ads <laughs> which i would pull out of magazines at all my family and neighbors and friends houses so those are kind of the first things that i kind of got super into and collected and then as time went on, I got into basketball cards. You had mentioned you were a David Robinson fan. Yes, I had plenty of David Robinson cards back in the day. Me too. Um, and um, Pogs. Do you guys have Pogs? We in did. Australia? We did like have Pogs. Card, yep. We had the Space Jam Pogs. 
Cheetos. <laughs> uh, there was Looney Tunes. We yeah, we 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 had Pogs. We had definitely had very Pogs nice in the nineties. I was super obsessed with Pogs. I still have actually really a really nice <laughs> uh, extensive Pog collection. But once once I was first introduced to eBay, it had been. I believe it was my first day of maybe seventh grade, which would have been 1997. I don't even, I mean, basically nobody was on eBay at that point, right? It was like, yeah. you know, a few thousand items, right? And a buddy of mine grabbed me, pulled me into the library and said, you got to check out this auction website because they've got like all these different collectibles and stuff. And that's when I realized I could reconnect with a lot of the stuff that I had regretted not saving. Really what I would have liked to have collected in retrospect were things like, you know, discontinued soda cans. You might notice on my consumer time capsule pages, um, I post a, a lot of old soda cans. Like, yes. I think I'm probably most known for my McDonald's collection and my McDonald's um, collection road trips, where I visit different collectors across the country and kind of fill Which up I my love. car with it, with stuff. Um, I, you know, that's, that's probably what I'm most known for, but really what got me into the food and drink collectible sector uh, was really soda cans. So getting stuff like just the basics, like the really easy collectibles to acquire stuff like Crystal Pepsi can or a uh, new Coke can, you know, it, I mean, nothing, um, nothing that's like a huge centerpiece of the collection or that, that many other folks don't have. But at the time, late nineties, there really wasn't a way to be able to find this stuff. Like there really wasn't, if you in 1997 searched on like Google or Yahoo or whatever you're using that ask Jeeves or whatever, if you're looking for even a picture of a crystal Pepsi can. It was tough enough. Right. Yeah. But um, you could go on eBay and eventually somebody would post one. And so I um, so I slowly grew my collection that way. But I also have been traveling the country, going to grocery stores and still to this day, actually today, I probably went to seven or eight grocery stores just today alone, getting any, you know, kind of packaging variant, limited time item, seasonal, regional products. Um, you know, I collect cereal boxes, soda cans. I collect magazine ads and uh, supermarket sales circulars, <laughs> uh, coupon inserts, basically anything that's food or drink oriented with a heavy emphasis on the 80s and 90s. But really, up through this day, um, I, I probably collect it. And then a few years back, so this would have been probably 20, I guess, August of 2020, I went to an antique mall in Joplin, Missouri, and I stumbled upon the antique mall booth that was run by probably the most legendary McDonald's collector of all time named Meredith Williams. He's the guy who founded the McDonald's Collectors Club and Convention. He had a monthly newsletter, a couple books that he released in the mid-90s. And uh, now today's a 83-year-old guy with two garages full of uh, the most amazing McDonald's collection you've ever seen. And um, after nine separate visits, I've uh, probably acquired the uh, the cream of the crop from him. <laughs> but I, I always buy new stuff there. when I go and visit. So um, I'd say he's probably what lit that spark, even though it was you know, something that I've always been really connected with. I think that, um, you know, McDonald's is, is probably the most prominent brand in my collection. Uh, well, uh, certainly now it is, but, you know, even back then, um, there's just so much to collect. There's so many fun promotions and products that they've had over the years, you know, because 
it was always like food and drink is so general, right? So mm-hmm. people didn't really know what consumer time capsule was really all about at that time. And I think now um, if you ask somebody who's seen it, they probably say, oh, that's the McDonald's guy. And that's just a little bit easier of like an elevator pitch. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think that that's kind of fun that um, if you, you go know, through your videos, an area of super specialization. If you go through your videos, though, I noticed the change that happened over your videos when I was looking through your YouTube channel. You see sure. where it started with a lot of the um, the stuff with the the cans and the different food. I saw so there was like a comparing three flavors of Oreos and everything. <laughs> I, I, so, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big foodie myself as well. Sure. Um, so I love that aspect. Uh, so I, I get how that one could then trail into the other. And, and the reason why you would have kind of seen that evolution on YouTube is YouTube is really kind of the only social media that I just organically used myself. Like, I, I just don't really like, well, I mean, I do now, but until I figured out how to use it, I didn't really like Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I never had a personal one of either of those. I used to have a Facebook back in the day that I just didn't open for you know, five years, like every like other, <laughs> you know, every other, you know, uh, mid mid thirties and beyond <laughs> user of Facebook, I think. But on my, on my YouTube, I just kind of just one day just decided it's, it's time for me to have some kind of an online presence. Cause I'd really built a collection that I was really proud of. And I just kind of thought about the channels that I like to watch. So I just was posting old commercials and old VHS tapes um, yeah. The first thing that really made a big splash was I posted the Crystal Pepsi employee only instructional marketing tape that got over half a million views. So um, if you've seen that online, um, that was uh, something that I found on eBay back in, uh, I think I would have got that in maybe 2003. So I was holding on to that for a long time before I released that to the public. And then what I realized was I'm buying dozens and dozens of you know new kind of like I said, like the limited edition or the seasonal products, yeah. um, you know, anything food and drink oriented from grocery stores all the time anyway. Why don't I turn on a camera with my my best friend, Ryan, and, uh, you know, we uh, we review thousands of different food and drink items. <laughs> but honestly, I'm just I'm not a tech savvy guy. I'm not a I'm not an editor. Um, I'm not very brief with my words, which you might find out the hard way here, J.D., so um, it just it, honestly, it just never really caught fire. And what I ended up doing was, you know, basically practically shutting down the YouTube, uh, you know, while I keep all my videos up and really transitioning to uh, Instagram and to Twitter and posting, you know, a couple, you know, a couple images of things from my collection every day. And that seems yeah. to be something that is a little bit more shareable, a little bit more digestible. Maybe somebody doesn't want to listen to me talk for 14 minutes about some new cereals, but they do want to take 20 seconds to look at an old promotional sign for something they remember from 1992 from McDonald's, right? So, well, there's uh, an audience so that's kind of where I found both, myself right? today. There's, What's that? I mean, there's an audience for both, right? Like at some point, there's going to be those people who want to just look at the, you know, the, the old nostalgic photos, and there's, there's going to be the people like, myself who's a foodie who might want to see you know about the flavors of different stuff there's actually it's funny that you talk about the drinks because there is actually something that i've seen in the background of your videos uh which really i know i know what you're gonna say i'm gonna let you you finish i I don't know if you do i'm not sure if you do but um 
uh, Fruitopia. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. That's not what I expected. That's not what you thought. <laughs> yeah. okay. Fruitopia. So back in the in the mid to sort of mid nineties, I think it was mid to it was released in nineteen ninety four, at least in the states. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was mid nineties. I was obsessed with Fruitopia here in oh, Australia. Yeah. They had them in the glass bottles. Um, yes, I, I don't and I have all eight of the launch flavors in glass bottles. The, those aren't wouldn't be behind me. They're not on the can shelf, but I do have those. No, well, I saw in one of the ones in the videos, you have the glass bottles in the background uh, next to the uh, Newport. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah. this would have been one of the more recent videos. Yeah, you are yeah, right. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so yeah, you were looking at the eight launch bottles. Strawberry okay, so I thought where you were going to go. Uh, what I thought you were going to talk about is so right behind me there'd be these uh, these cans because a lot of times I'd use my can shelf as my background, which is a shelf that I had a contractor build that had, uh, displays 143 cans. Right, so oh. it's 11 rows of 13 cans. It's six feet tall, and right in the middle there are it's a test marketed chips in a can concept from Pepsi. So there's like. Um, nacho cheesier Doritos and rolled gold pretzels <laughs> and Cheetos. And it's the same design as you'd see on the bag in 1998, but it's on an aluminum 12 ounce can. So and I get what, asked the can about had that. The chips in, in it or it was an actual drink? Are, and this chips are still in it. They're all sealed. Um, you see, none of my soda cans can be sealed because oh, okay. they would all eventually, um, you know, self-destruct. But, um, mm -hmm. but so the reason why they did it was, there were a lot of like rest stops and motels and stuff that um, they didn't have a drink machine, but they, or they, excuse me, they didn't have a snack machine, but they had a soda machine. Mm -hmm. So they would take out some of the least popular Pepsi branded flavors and replace them with a snack. So they'd grab a couple purchases from somebody, or maybe they'd get a purchase from somebody who already had a drink in the car or in their room. So um, I get asked about those every day because i they're in the background of a lot of my shots and i used to get asked about those on, on my videos all the time so it is cool that you you are absolutely right you did see the the glass bottles from the from the lunch i got that from a coca-cola employee who um had them in like the original case right off first off the line fruitopia bottles that never got opened i purchased those and uh you know that wasn't cheap. I had to take my medicine on that one, but it was uh, <laughs> definitely worth it. Definitely something that I was had to, glad to add to my collection. <laughs> it's funny that you said that it wasn't cheap because I do remember back in the day, like I think back in the day, showing showing my age when I say things like that. But back when I was a teenager, drinking the Fruitopia drinks, it was strawberry passion awareness that I was obsessed with. That was that's the, the, that's that the key flavor. Yep, that's the main um, one. And I used to, so I used to play, I've spoken about this prior in prior episodes, but I used to play music when I was younger and used to play in bands. And so as a teenager, I had this <laughs> uh, weird uh, thing that I used to do. And it was um, a tradition for me when we had a, a gig day that I would buy two bottles of uh, the Strawberry Passion Awareness. I would drink one, usually when I bought them, I would drink the one that I bought. And then I would save the second one and I would have that and I would take that and drink it when I like on stage, I would have it on stage with me and I would drink it while, I, and probably a fruit drink is probably not the best for my vocal cords, but I was just no. with this, with this drink. Um, 
that I just I would just always have to have a bottle of it with me. It was just this little weird tradition thing that I did. But then I was so upset when they got rid of them. And when you talk about yeah. the, how much you had to pay for them, I do remember back in the day that they were back in the day again. <laughs> I do remember that they were around three fifty to four dollars a bottle here in Australia. Now our, our wow. dollar is a bit different to yours, but that sure. was still pretty expensive back in the day for like in the mid nineties for, for a drink. So, stop I, you know, I don't, money, yeah. I don't tend to, to focus on the, the financials of my collection too awfully much because it, then it really makes me seem kind of silly. But um, I will, I will reveal that. Uh, so I paid $500 for those eight sealed bottles to get the, the wow. complete set. So wow. um, that was um, like I say, when I, when I say I took my medicine, it was, um, it was a stiff one, but it was one that I really felt like, it was probably a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to get all eight in completely mint from the factory, never been on a store shelf from the launch day of Fruitopia given to somebody who worked on the campaign. And uh, I just said, screw it, let's hey. do it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's a grail, right? We talk about grails in our collection. That's obviously a grail for you. And and when you when you want that grail item, sometimes you do have to bite the bullet on, on that. Yep. I, I get it. Let's take it back to McDonald's again. We've gotten sure. away from McDonald's. So you, so your obsession sort of started in Missouri when you started picking up the items there. Uh, you, you've one of the things that I've noticed in in your recent videos and the way that it has changed. I love the collecting McDonald's on the road. The McDonald's on the road. Sure. Um, series and i watched a, a couple of those videos including one where you actually do go to missouri and i was watching it i was gobsmacked looking at the collection and some of the batman stuff they had on display there as yeah. well uh, i was thinking well next time you go to missouri bobby maybe i'll have to ask you to to pick something hey, up for me let me know <laughs> um one of the things that i noticed you collect a lot in amongst these is translites signs so the signs that would be up in the background when you were ordering and you'd look at as a kid, those those are the signs that, that you collect. I think uh, you, I think from memory, it was fourteen inch and twenty two inch are the two size. You got it, man. You you've been paying close attention. So I do a little bit. Um, of so that is by far my primary focus of my McDonald's collection. I have over sixteen hundred different designs of oh, McDonald's wow. translite like signs. Under fifteen hundred, um, I think, in that video, last video that I watched. So it's what a, was that? Did I say? Oh, okay, perfect. So yeah, I, I do have um. So I have over sixteen hundred different designs of those signs. But really, there's like there's six benchmark kind of things that I really want pretty much all of, right? So number one is translite signs. Uh, so like you mentioned, those are the signs that would be on the 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 back of the the menu, the ordering board, or they'd be on the drive through if it were the smaller sign version, um, and they'd always focus on the the newest product promotion, happy meal game, whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. um, also the tray liner. So these are just the thin pieces of paper that they put on your tray. Yes. They use that space to promote some kind of that similar, you know, similar premise, right? So it's going to be, you know, whatever, a happy meal promotion, a, a, a new burger that they have, a new drink that they're offering a new, you know, so, yeah. Uh, and I love that. I love the advertising of it. I, I just think it's a great, you want to talk about time capsule, right? Consumer time capsule. That's the time capsule, right? So there's a professional photograph of something that's from the restaurant. And uh, it's nice to have a nice uniform collection. So I've got, I believe it's over 600 of those tray liners, different tray liners 
um, which can be tough because, of course, they all get all greasy and thrown in the trash and all that stuff. So it would have to be somebody who who would have to be dedicated enough as a McDonald's collector to grab a couple extra. I mean, they'll hand you 10 of them if you want them to. Right. So you just got to you just got to ask. Right. It's not like the translate signs where they're designed to be thrown in the trash by the manager once the promotion's over. They'll hand you those tray liners all day. There are a few folks that had saved them. And anytime I see a collection of the tray liners, I just buy them all. And, uh, you know, those are not. Those are not high dollar items. Those are, those are not Fruitopia bottles there, JD. So, uh, you know, but it's a cool it's a cool little uh, snapshot of promotions. The liners, though, as you said, because of the fact that, you know, they get greasy, they get thrown out, and because they are so flimsy as mm-hmm. well, such th- like they're thin. I mean, they're almost like baking paper, right, the older ones. Um, yep. True uh, ephemera. I mean, if you want to talk about the most ephemeral collectible, that might be it, right? It's the thinnest paper known to man. And as soon as a burger or fries or whatever ends yeah. up on that, it's yeah. ruined, right? Yeah. It's not salvageable at that point. So how rare is it when you go into a collection to see them in mint condition? I mean, you said you've got 600 of them. So, well, I have 600 different ones. I mean, I'd say it's pretty common to see a stack that's, you know, about the size of an encyclopedia. But a lot of times it's 500. You want to talk about Batman? I can't tell you how many of those Gotham City Globe or whatever, the the, the ones from the McDonald's, the the cups, the uh, plastic cups that they did. And I'll tell you, I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those. So a lot of times if you see a big stack of them, it's all from one promotion. Maybe they just got a a whole unused pack of them or something. But then there are some more serious collectors that, um, that did go to McDonald's, you know, every week and get the, get the new tray liner. And I've tried to pick, pick those off. See, I really deal exclusively at this point when it comes to, you know, uh, expanding my McDonald's collection by visiting pretty serious McDonald's collectors. So Mm -hmm. in my world, the tray liners are a little bit easier to find, but if you were to try to find them on, Something like eBay is just now. It, it's going to take you more than a lifetime to find 600 different tray liners. I mean, oh, well, you'd have to live the next 10 time. lifetimes just to have as many as I've already got in my collection. It's just there. It, there are certain more popular, right? If it's something like Batman, people like Batman. Hey, maybe they want to take it home and, you know, an eight year old wants to put it on his wall with a, with, you know, some thumbtacks or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's like, so those are a little bit more common. But, um, you know, if you, for example, I posted one a, a few weeks ago from a fried chicken, mashed potatoes and coleslaw promotion <laughs> that only ran in like South Carolina for like three weeks in 1992. Like that tray liner, that might be the only one that survived. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's so that that's kind of benchmark number two. Number three would be Happy Meal Boxes from um from the original tests in 1977 um through the early 90s and i'm only missing six from the first 20 years of the happy meal including all the test markets and all the regional promotions wow i I won't talk about happy meals i've made some notes as you mentioned like i do a bit of research prior to this and i was actually reading an article talking about the the history of the happy meal and uh so for people 
just get I wonder if it was right. I'm, I'm interested to hear. Uh, well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it was. Well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Happy Meals, apparently the brainchild of Bob Bernstein, an old ad executive. Originally, they started them in, in Kansas in 1977, and they ran them there as a test audience for over a year before McDonald's finally gave the approval to go national in 1979. And the first Happy Meal of that version, Happy Meal, apparently cost a dollar ten. Any of that sound correct? That that was pretty good. That was actually that was really good. Uh, so, I mean. It, there was also a competing promotion, so uh, it was called the Fun to Go, just technically oh. kind of like the first Happy Meal. There's, there's like, there's a few different ways of like saying like what is the first Happy Meal. But if you're using the phrase Happy Meal, mm -hmm. you're right. There were four regional tests. They were all Kansas City based, mm -hmm. and um, you know those are those are the ones. Those are kind of the the grail boxes, right? Those are the ones you really want to have. I'm only missing one out of those four test boxes, you know, that so it's three, 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 and four boxes. Did they uh, go for a pretty four. penny? What was that? Did they go for a pretty penny as well? You know, they when they come along, but, um, you know, who knows? It's just a matter of timing. You know, it, it, you could probably find one for 50 bucks if just nobody's looking that week. It's just, you would think that this would be, such a big deal but honestly like happy meal boxes i think i might just be like the one that's kind of super collector of the happy meal boxes at this point like i mean i think that some folks might want one like you know people are into like you know ghostbusters or whatever and they just want the four boxes you know you yeah. probably get them for 15 bucks or something or mario or something like that but um when it comes to like the super mcdonald's specific stuff You'd be surprised. It's actually a bit, probably a bit more reasonable than you'd think. So there was a there was a, a competing notion to to test something called the fun to go meal, which was a longer Happy Meal box and like the artwork was a little bit more uh, a little bit more extensive, and it was running um, it, it also in 1977 to kind of determine are we going to call it a fun to go? Are we going to call it a Happy Meal? And I do have also all the fun to go boxes. So there's six in that set. And, uh, but one of them is so unbelievably rare that we had previously thought that it never got released. The fourth box in the series called the Mick Mobile is included in all of the kind of McDonald's history retrospective books, but never photographed. I mean, literally, they don't even have one at the McDonald's corporate archives. Um, my my McDonald's collecting mentor, Meredith Williams, he's been to their archives and says they don't have it. That's why I wasn't able to photograph it and put it in my book. They, they don't have it. Well, uh, I get a collector in Ohio calling me uh, this past December and says, hey, when you come over, do you have any of those um, those fun to go boxes? I said, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I have basically the full set. I've got, you know, five unless you've got this this mickamobile as they call it which you know, like you cut out you cut out the characters and you hang them from a hanger you know yep. like yep. a mobile from like first grade art class yeah so um he's like no i've, I've got it i'm holding it in my hand right now wow. so i uh, so i this past <laughs> december i got this box that was so unbelievably rare that nobody had ever even seen it and um you know that's kind of one of those like fun history things that if you're just a super mcdonald's nerd 
that you're really gonna it's gonna you're gonna hit the floor i could post it tomorrow on twitter and i i'd probably get more likes uh sharing a a David Robinson dream team cup, you know, it's like, it, it, which is, it has millions and millions and millions of examples out there. But Bobby, but, when um, you, yeah, That was a big, a big win for me as a collector. That's a, a real kind of completionist. When you got that confirmation from him that he was holding one in his hand, what, what was the feeling? Like, was the heart beating? Like, I just, I literally could not believe it. So uh, my fiance was with me uh, in the car and she just was like, she could just tell that uh, I was <laughs> freaking out. I was trying to play it cool because, you know, I was on the phone with a guy I had to ended up exchanging some funds with, but uh, we, we came to a pretty fair deal. You know, he, he wanted it to go to a good home and he definitely underpaid relative to its scarcity. So, uh, so that was pretty cool. So that's kind of, so we talked about six. So we got the tray liners. Um, that was the last one. Translites is my primary thing. The, yeah. the first twenty years of Happy Meal boxes, um, and then also the cardboard register topper signs. So this is another way that they use. See, the, McDonald's <laughs> uses. Fortunately for me, they use every inch of space they can to promote as much as they can. So a lot of times, what doesn't end up on a on a translite sign or on a tray liner, they'll put it right in front of the register, just a small cardboard sign. So I collect those pretty much, you know, the, those are all the ways that they use kind of visually um, in sign form or, or, you know, similar format to, to promote any of their new stuff. And then kind of in the more general sense, I collect anything Halloween and McDonald's oriented. I saw the or, Halloween nugget with the character oh. Mac tonight, which is like the crescent moon, uh, late night uh, spokes yes. moon that they used to have. So, those are really my six kind of areas of specialization where I really want to have absolutely everything. I don't want to be missing anything from those six categories. So you have to, you have, cause I was just mentioning the nuggets, the Halloween nuggets where they, where sure. they dress, dress up. I, I saw that you, you collect those toys. Uh, it was a question that I sort of I threw out to you prior to recording. I, I sent you a message and you said, you wouldn't need time to prepare it. You'd know straight off the top of your head. <laughs> and that was what would be your top three collectible series that McDonald's brought out, your personal. So, and it's funny when you, so when you had asked the question initially, you had said like cups or glasses and yeah. you had said toys. Or so I'll give you, I'll give you two different answers, right? So we'll start with the, I think the, the probably the less colorful, interesting one. I'll start with like the cups and glasses, right? So third favorite, I'll say the, the Garfield mugs. Because mm -hmm. my my uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, she had one, the one that, that says "Rise to the Occasion," and he's uh, he's you know down on the uh, on the uh, seesaw. I had I like I had that one in my grandmother's house, and that's what I drank out of exclusively. And apparently, it's just swarming with lead and cadmium. So hopefully, I don't uh, end up with <laughs> some kind of tumor growing out of the side of my head because of it or something. But I, I drank out of that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um so that for personal nostalgia um number two i'd say the glasses to go which were these kind of six of the key mcdonaldland characters imprinted on a glass yeah. um, those have survived and found their way to practically every antique mall in america so if you want a glass with grimace or captain crook or officer big mac or the hamburglar uh, they're probably pretty easy to find. It got saved in droves. But my all-time favorite um, kind of cup or glass promotion, and I already briefly referenced it earlier, is the 1992 Dream Team Cups. Mm. Uh, I loved the 1992 Dream Team. Uh, and I 
remember just begging my parents and my aunt to just take me to McDonald's so I could get all the 10 cups. And then you had to mail away for Christian Leitner and, and Clyde Drexler because they were the last two additions to the team. And so I remember doing that. And I still, when I'm at home, I drink out of those exclusively to this day. So when I'm on the road picking up McDonald's collections and I see Dream Team Cups, I just stock them up. I got dozens and dozens of 1992 Dream Team Cups because they, oh, you see, I, all right. So, you know, I knew you were going to bring out a Batman mug and you did. So uh, that is very impressive. For people and, listening, I've just brought out the, the 1995 Batman Forever glass mug. Uh, in, on that screen. is uh, that is a really yeah that's a really a really solid piece and people love those Batman mugs. Let yeah. me tell you, if I post something about that, the, thousands of people come out of the woodwork. They love Batman mugs, so you are not alone in that. But for me, it was all about those Dream Team cups. I think that the design of them is so. It's really more of a, actually really like a late 80s design. It was a little dated in 1992. It had a black background and like a very kind of colorful scratched color scheme behind them. And then you had yeah. the, the player and some little facts about the player outlined. Um, you know, my my guy was uh, was Larry Bird at the time. And, you know, I love, uh, of course, it would mean who doesn't love, you know, Magic Johnson and <laughs> Patrick Ewing and David Robinson and all these guys, you know, all the most iconic basketball players of my lifetime as far as I'm concerned are all depicted on these cups. And, you know, when I see them in these collections, I just pick them up and I drink out of them and I just use them up until they will fade. You know, that's the one downside of those cups. If you use them, you know, you got maybe, uh, it's like a, it's like an hourglass, you know, there's only so much sand, you know, you wash through them enough times and those designs will fade. So once they start turning completely, get completely, you know, whited out, and then I'll uh, just toss them in the trash and, Take out gonna, the new fresh one. <laughs> you can always go to Missouri and just pick up some more from what I saw on your video. It seems like You're you had plenty right. of them and they were only about a dollar fifty each. That was it. That I, so what I tend to pay like in a in a private collection for those, I usually just group, you know, th put them in groups of three for like five bucks, you know, that people don't want people don't want a ton of money for those that they're they're not using them. Most of them are extremely nasty and take take a few washings just before you can uh pour water in there without uh, <laughs> poisoning yourself, right? So th that, that's kind of the cup, cup and mug top three, but I'd say what folks are probably more interested in would be the Happy Meal promotions. So I'd say we've already re actually referenced the number three uh, favorite that I have, which would be the 1993 Halloween McNugget Buddies. I think it's the best out of the Halloween, um, or excuse me, I think it's the best out of the McNugget Happy Meal promotions. There was one in 1988 with 12 characters, 10 plus two under three toys. Uh, this is the middle one, right? So this is gonna be the one from 1993 that has six characters. You get the, the pumpkin, the witch, the ghost, uh, the mummy, you know, it's a, it's a very iconic set. And one that I remember very well from the time, one that uh, my mom has used to decorate for every Halloween ever since. You know, one that I have a, a couple sealed examples of, and I have the countertop display haunted house that, you know, kind of, you know, it, it would elicit the reaction from the kids that walked in, you know, they'd have that little Ronald holding the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the display of that week's uh, Happy Meal promotion. So I do have that haunted house. That's cool. Um, 
Number two, I would say the 1989 New Food Changeables, which uh -huh. was the second out of the three. Yep, second out of the three Changeables sets. So Changeables was McDonald's answer to Transformers. They did test Transformers in 1985 in St. Louis. That's probably the most valuable and sought after set of Happy Meal toys. And I do have that full set and I do have the boxes for that. But to me, I'm not talking retail value. I'm just talking about sentimental value and my favorite toys. So um, for me, it'd be the 1989 new food changeables, which were the, I feel like it was perfect because it was still robots, but it was a, it was a larger line of toys. Mm -hmm. Just really, um, really a cool promotion, right? Like, you know, you get a, uh, you know, milkshake turning into a robot and a, you know, cheeseburger turning into a robot. And that's just so much fun. And I never got into Transformers or really many toy lines at all when I was a kid, but I loved, uh, you know, I, I, even back then, you know, I just was so attracted to anytime it would be something that was McDonald's oriented as the toy. Yeah. That's, this, that's when I always went to McDonald's. It would be when it was you know, 101 Dalmatians or something that I'd end up going to Burger King or Wendy's or something if, you know, it was my fast food treat meal for the week. But um, I love those 1989 new food changeables. You know, I will say, though, a lot of people, when they think about the changeables and they call them transformers, even though they're not branded as transformers, <laughs> a lot of folks love those, um, the the McDino changeables from 1991 where they turn into dinosaurs. I'm less into those, you know, I think that they're cool, I but um, I like the robots concept much better. <laughs> well, yeah, they're really cool. I mean, I, I don't even remember if those, the changeables came out in Australia. I want to, I want to say that they did, but I mean, I was so young at the time. I can't remember. I definitely sure. don't. I mean, I, I, I still have a couple of my old Happy Meals toys from the Batman lines, but mm -hmm. I don't have anything else outside of that i know that my younger sisters um through the 90s and they, they were toddlers mm -hmm. got just about every happy meal toy that was coming out they they had weekly trips that uh, a, a family friend would take them to get happy meals every week sometimes twice in a week and they would always get a happy meal toy every time and they just collected so many of them over about a year two girls you know 50 trips at yep. minimum, <laughs> got a hundred plus Happy Meal toys. They had pretty much every set that was coming out over a year or two, and they had a massive toy box that was just full. I just that's one of my <laughs> my memories when I think about Happy Meal toys is this massive toy box that they had, just chock a block full of Happy Meal toys, uh, including Muppet Very Babies nice. and things. Very nice. Uh, but my my favorite, um, and I think that folks that have been following my my uh, my Twitter and Instagram for a while could probably guess are the are the Halloween pails, um, yes. most specifically the 1985 test market Halloween pails, where it was tested in. Uh, so there was a kind of Boston focused and a New York focused test market, but it was way. But I mean, if you look at them side by side, you would notice. I don't think that you could notice it across the room uh, like I can after seeing so many <laughs> Halloween pills. But in 1985, the orange of the pumpkins, because the first set was just three different pumpkins um, per market. Mm -hmm. And so you had a, a much deeper orange color base and you had a bigger face. So it took up more of the front of the of the pale and they just display perfectly 
I just, I love those. So in one of the markets, it was, they both got Mick Boo, which was the kind of, uh, the, the face that the O face, uh, that, you know, that they ended up using for the national releases, um, for many other years after that. And, uh, then you had Mick Jack and Mick Punky, which only <laughs> ran in New York, but were better known both in the Boston area and then later nationally as McPunkin and McGoblin, which did survive. Same design of the face, but with different names. Oh. So if I had to be ultra specific, it would be the New York test of the 1985 Halloween Pails is my favorite. That is one of the few Happy Meal toys, quote unquote, although I mean, you know, it's really kind of a Happy Meal box too. You know, kind of satisfies both categories because you would put the food, you know, you'd put your fries and your burger in yeah. the Halloween pail. So it's a toy, but it's also a box, which, you know, of course, I collect the boxes. But I'd say that is my my favorite line of Happy Meal toys for me. You know, I think about uh, those coming up as Halloween decorations every single year. And, cool. um, you know, I just I love them. I love them. <laughs> I can tell. I can see. I can see it. Like, uh, you know, it's like obviously people can't see you, but I, I can see the smile on your face, the tone in your voice. You can you can tell just how how much reverence you have for that. I will because we're sort of getting up towards time. It's probably going to be one of the longer episodes that I've done. Um, and and I actually don't mind. I, I, I'm having a really awesome time hearing about this, and you are an absolute wealth of knowledge. Um, <laughs> it's you. funny that you mention the shape, like being in the bucket, you know, getting stuff in the bucket, uh, because I was looking through your page and there was something that sort of caught my eye and I, I had no idea that they brought out and uh, was the 80s ship shape Happy Meal where it was actually a plastic yes. ship container that you got your Happy Meal in that you could then use in the bath and, and, and would float. And, uh, and then I think probably the same material they used maybe to make the uh the dukes of hazard uh the general lee car which i also saw in one of your videos i, I had yeah. no idea that they did these shaped boxes like that tell me a bit more about about that so so they they call the 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 form vacuum form right yeah. so it's like it's a, it's a very 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 thin plastic like as disposable and crackable and breakable of a plastic as yeah. you've ever seen you're talking about playing with it in a bathtub unless that kid maybe once is wearing <laughs> is wearing like the puffiest mittens you've ever seen and gently placing it in that tub and doesn't really touch it or play with it or look at it wrong uh <laughs> it they break i mean it's basically designed for a brief amount of fun during that meal and then they are gone. And then but they can they, come back and buy another this, Yeah, they've done this several times. So they did three different spaceship shapes, a test in 1981, a national release in 1982, and then another regional release called Glowtrons in 1986. Then in 1982, they did the Dukes of Hazard cars, which are probably the most infamous Happy Meal ever because they did feature on the back of the translite sign, the Confederate flag, which yeah. is of course very messed up. And I'm not trying to make light of a, you know, kind of a, you know, pretty serious uh, implication with the, with the imagery there, but it's from the, it's from the TV, TV show, show in McDonald's yeah. defense. Right. Uh, 
so that is the most valuable translite sign uh, in, in you know, I do do have that one in my collection. Um, but also I have the, the five cars. So it's five of the vehicles from the show. And inside each of these, both, both the, the spaceships and the Dukes of Hazard cars and the 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 um, the ship shape, which I'll get into, because that's what you specifically asked about inside. There was a toy, unlike with the Halloween pails. The toy was a sticker sheet that you decorated your little plastic toy oh, with, yes, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, nineteen eighty-two, they they did the Dukes of Hazard um, cars, and that was only a regional release. Missouri gets a lot of this stuff, which is fortunate for me, since most of my collector and collecting uh, buddies, uh, I wouldn't say most. That that's that's not fair, but I'd say. Out of any state, the most of my collecting buddies, McDonald's collecting buddies, are based out of Missouri. So that's helped me in my collection. But whenever I see those Dukes of Hazard cars, I always buy them up because that's a very sought-after collectible. And you never know if you're going to need to trade somebody or something. So uh, I always I always grab those when I can. But then in 1983 and in 1985, they ran the same national ship shape promotion, which was... Um, it was like boat shaped toys and inside there'd be a sticker sheet that you decorate the boats. There are very few happy meal promotions that ran nationally exactly the same multiple years. I don't know if it just wasn't too successful of a promotion or it was an overwhelmingly successful promotion <laughs> or what, but instead of coming out with new ships or slight modifications of the old ships, like they would do with the spaceships, um, they're exactly the same. Nice. Even the translite sign from 1983 and 1985, it's exactly the same. That makes it easier to collect. Well, I I have both. I have one with a 1983 copyright and a 1985 copyright because I'm just an idiot. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yes, in theory, it does. I guess for the toys, though, it would be the same. Right. So I guess, yeah. yeah, in that sense, I do only have one set of the toys. I'm really less. Notice that when I mentioned my six. I didn't even mention toys, right? Yeah. I'm less about the toys. I do have over 300 um, Happy Meal toys in my collection, but, oh, and then plus any of the the pails. And so probably, I guess, more closer to 400. But um, to me, that's actually not a very staggering number. I bet, I bet that your sisters had that in that toy box, right? <laughs> when it comes to McDonald's Happy Meal toys, uh, that's that's not too impressive of a number. I'm not that into the toys unless it's something that's like really interesting to me. Um, and you know, I kind of use the the translite signs and the tray liners and the boxes as my way of kind of capturing all those different promotions. But um, but yeah, I do I do have uh, <laughs> I do have the 1983 and 1985 ship shape translate sign just because uh i'm a maniac when it comes to translates i i don't want to be missing you know one of the copyright years it's such a silly way to be missing a sign right <laughs> i love it. i love it and look i i want to keep moving things along because as i mentioned we, we you know we're getting to be one of the the longer episodes um and i and i do still have a couple of things that i really wanted to touch on let's do it um one is another thing that I noticed on there was babe themed cookies, a very popular Australian uh, movie for, for me, uh, you know, pride as, as an Aussie, having babe themed cookies uh, was a concept that was, was floated at one point, obviously didn't happen. Um, but it was really interesting to see that, that, that this movie almost sparked its own cookie line, which would have been, 
as per the description on on your post the only time that it didn't feature the mcdonald's characters on on the cookies correct so uh so the the way that i was able to to bring that to the kind of consumer time capsule audience was um i made a, a very bulky purchase in chicago the guy who designed all of the um, kids promotions, mostly Happy yeah. Meal, I'd say 99% Happy Meal promotions, any of the Happy Meal toys from 1988 to 2001 sold me 32 binders of his concept art. And I'm you not talking little baby binders. I'm talking about six and eight inch binders. Yes. About 10,000 pages of concept art. And my estimate is probably 60 to 70% of the concept art included in those binders never got produced. And I do have it all scanned and I do mm. share it in little bits and pieces, you know, just here and there. And that those babe cookies, there was a babe happy meal and they did get a, you know, a toy line that went along with that, but they did not get a box of McDonaldland cookies that were shaped like babe characters and had a babe themed box. So I, <laughs> when I, when I saw that, I, I just figured I'd post it and see, I, you know, I'm still kind of gauging interest. I'm still trying to figure out what folks really want to see. Do they Seems like folks really like the translate signs because they're in that exact square shape that Instagram loves. Yeah. You know, if it's right in an Instagram post, right? You know, I know that folks love anything about, I, I mentioned, you know, any kind of cups or mugs. They love cups and mugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, most people or anything still have that's them. really like, kind of silly. What's that? Yeah. Most people still have them, right? So a lot of that nostalgia, people still hold on to them. I was literally, it was my birthday only just over a week ago. I went to I went out for birthday lunch and the friends that we went out to birthday lunch with they're almost 40 and the mother actually said oh, I saw that you had those McDonald's glasses uh, we still use them my kids still drink out of them in our house yeah and these are Very 30 nice. years old nearly these glasses you know and yeah. they've stood the test of time most people are still familiar with them because they still see them even today um, as so well I'm going to tell you something that, uh, so I don't pass on too much, but I was offered the original uh, hand-painted portraits that they used as the artwork on those mugs by the original artist. For the but Batman. because he was like a legit art, he was not affiliated with Batman, but he made it for that Batman promotion. Um, and because he's like a legit artist, like a commissioned artist, that's a, a he, uh, we, we deal in two different kind of financial spheres. So, uh, I ended up turning it down, but I don't know, maybe one day I'll live to regret that since it's such an iconic promotion. And I, I, I did, I was offered that. And also he received an award from some kind of like a marketing organization for like promotion of the year. And he was going to yeah. throw in this trophy as a part of it, which <laughs> I don't know, I guess would have been kind of cool. I'm sure he still has it. Maybe one day mm. you'll, you'll see that pop up on my Instagram or maybe something. After, <laughs> after we finish the recording, I might, uh, might talk to you more about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, Cause I, that was going to be the other item I, talk, I spoke to you about is, is those binders and all that concept art that you, that I saw that you, you picked up. It's just an epic amount. And when you talk about being a time capsule, that that's that's the stuff, right? That's that's the it's original one of a kind. OG stuff. And the fact that you're scanning that, keeping track of it, I'd see that you have a spreadsheet that you keep all your translite that's tracked in. So I can only imagine how many translites you have. Like you said, about sixteen hundred individual, not including your your uh, 
duplicates and things. Uh, I could just imagine how much and how much room it must all take. Even though they're flat, you still got to put them somewhere, right? They still yeah, got to stack them up uh, somewhere. It still takes up a lot of a lot of space. It's about half of half of a pretty decent sized closet. So it's um, it's 11, 24 by twenty four boxes and yeah. four uh, fifteen by fifteen boxes, which are just right for those, and they're uh, each four inches tall. So like you know, I don't know, like about waist high couple stacks uh for the 22 by 22s you know takes up less room than you'd probably think but if you need to get to a specific sign moving those things around these boxes weigh 70 80 pounds a piece i mean it's it's a workout i mean it's it's uh <laughs> it's you know they're not designed to be kept in bulk they're designed to be shipped one at a time and put on a menu and thrown in a dumpster right so <laughs> Uh, you know, who am I to complain? <laughs> I tell you what, Bobby, I'm going to wrap, I'm going to wrap up, uh, very shortly. I keep saying that, but I am definitely going to wrap up. You mentioned that you listened to an episode and you were taken with the, or you, you enjoyed hearing the pop quiz. Uh, I told you that I didn't really have a pop quiz for you, but I've just, something's just popped in my head and I want I thought it might be fun to do. Uh-oh. So, okay. uh, I'm going to keep you to short answers here. All right. So, I, sure. I, all right sort of a rapid fire short answer questions i'm going to throw a few things out almost like a word association right like i'm going to okay. ask you a question i'm going to throw out and then you, you let me know in your opinion and in, in all the different things that you've seen all right the uh rarest item in your collection Ooh, oh it's got to be the concept art brian there's it's one of a kind there's only one i can i can speculate about you know a dukes of hazard translite sign or a captain crook sea bag translite sign but i know there's only one binder set cool all right uh weirdest food item oh boy um the weirdest food item man what would be oof you know, I mean, they've they've done just about everything that you could possibly imagine. But I just saw. I mean, this isn't necessarily the weirdest, but it's just the first thing coming to my 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 brain. I just came across a a, a translate sign of a kiwi sundae. Kiwi. There's like a kiwi sauce on it. Oh, really? And like, I, I just thought that that was so cool and sounded actually really delicious. <laughs> but I mean, who's putting a kiwi sauce on a? I don't know. Maybe y'all are. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, New Zealand's next to us. I, I, in the uh, states we don't that. we don't have we don't have that uh <laughs> not not at all <laughs> uh okay um biggest happy meal toy the big the biggest uh in terms of like how much real estate it takes up yeah or the biggest yep. or the most successful promotion no, that they no, ever size wise uh size wise it would probably be the it would probably be the the halloween pills because it really takes up the whole you know the whole geography of the uh, of the box it is the box worst happy meal promotion oh man there are just thousands of them but i'm going to use this one mcdonald's did so many promotions every year every year they do it Hot Wheels and Barbie, Hot Wheels and Barbie, Hot Wheels and Barbie. I've got thousands of pages of Hot Wheels and Barbie drawings that I could care less about. That's got to be the worst. Now, was it successful? Obviously, it was wildly successful. That's why they did it every year. But um, for me, 
that's one thing that just does not connect with me on any level. <laughs> and because you are obviously, and we haven't really got to speak about it much, but I just need to throw it out there as in terms of all the collectors that I've really had on the show, you'd have to be the closest to a, you are a picker. You are generally a picker who obviously gets out there and networks with other collectors, like you mentioned, goes out to other collections and, and, and finds your stuff that way. Most common franchise that you come across, movie franchise? Um, you know, it might be Batman. I think it might, I think it might actually be Batman. Uh, it, there's just, well, first off, I mean, they did, you know, they did, they did the cups, they did, uh, you know, multiple happy meals. There is an animated series, you know, that, that they did stuff with, you know, so, and yeah, I'd probably say Batman. Cool. And uh, last but not least, this is a, sort of a general question that I ask a lot of people. If you had to get rid of all the items in your collection, you can only keep one item, what would it be? Oh, man, this is, God, this is awful. Um, <laughs> you know, I would say, even though, it, so this isn't even something that's um, that's McDonald's oriented, I'd say it would probably be my, my Crystal Pepsi employee training tape. I, yeah. I just, I... I love it. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the greatest 18 minutes of video footage I've ever seen. It's, you know, it's a one of a kind collectible that this is another thing that was ordered to be destroyed after, you know, <laughs> you train your employees on it and, uh, you know, product I have a lot of nostalgia for. So that might be it, but God, um, you know, at that point, what's the use in living, right? <laughs> I'm going to link that video in, in the description. Um, cool. What I also will be linking in the description and the way I always wrap up these shows is to let everyone know where they can find you, get, plug your socials for us. Excellent. Well, uh, I'd say the two best places to find me would be Instagram and Twitter. Both are at ConsumerTC, as in Time Capsule. Um, I do still have that YouTube channel that has, uh, I think, like 12 or 1300 videos. Um, that's just youtube.com slash consumer time capsule, or you can just search for consumer time capsule on YouTube like a normal person. <laughs> Do people use URLs on YouTube? Maybe not, right? No, I but, just searched uh, the name and it came up. So, so, yeah, but you know, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm posting two unique items from my collection every single day. It's mostly McDonald's stuff, but also a lot of soda cans, um, cereal boxes, uh, you know, different uh, food and drink advertising. And I, I think that anybody who's made it this far into the conversation should probably go check it out because you must have <laughs> some interest in it, right? <laughs> Bobby, I love it. Thank you very much for being on the show. This is, I actually, you know, halfway through recording this, I, I thought, geez, we, we could probably talk for a long time. And a lot of the guests that I have on, we, we, can talk for a long time we probably could have done this over a two-part three-part series i think this interview like with all the different questions and fleshing everything out but i do appreciate your time thank you very much for being on the show i've had an awesome time talking to you and you are 100 a wealth of knowledge so thank you very much <laughs> well thank you jd the pleasure is all mine and I'm i'll miss you it. till i see you that's what i used to say at the end of my <laughs> all my youtube videos <laughs> If you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.